listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Welcome to the 77th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. And we're back for yet another listener request episode. This week we're covering Asmodexia, as requested by listener Xana, and Into the Forest, as requested by Monica. Woo! It's a female, female requesting episode. I don't know why that matters. I just felt like saying it. <laughs> For you new listeners, we are a spoiler-heavy podcast, so continue at your own risk. Asmodexia is currently streaming on Hulu, and Into the Forest is streaming on Amazon Prime, or as they're now calling it, Prime Video. I, I don't think I can ever get used to that. Did you notice like the logos all say Prime Video now, and they look very boring? I don't know why they changed it. It was perfectly fine before. I didn't. I mean, no, I didn't notice it's now an- that I'm thinking about it. Well, I still don't. Let me tell you, it's annoying. And Tony <laughs> got really mad the other night because he was trying to watch something on Amazon. And like, he's like, where is it? I'm like, it's right there. It's just they call it Prime Video now. He's like, I fucking hate it. I'm like, <laughs> I agree. It sucks. <laughs> well, it's hilarious. Poor Tony. <sighs> change is hard. You know, the older you hard. get, the harder changes. <laughs> But before we jump into these films, let's get started with the segment we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is The Meg. With an August 10th release date, it's directed by John Turtletaub? Yeah. Okay. And it's written by... It's based on the novel by Steve Alton and written by Belle Avery, Dean Gregoris, Eric Hober, John Hober, and James Vanderbilt. You know, if a movie was as good as has many writers as it has, then this is going to be fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> the IMDb summary is, after escaping an attack by what he claims was a 70-foot shark, Jonas Taylor must confront his fears to save those trapped in a sunken submersible. Submersible. I don't know. I just... Why just say submarine or I guess it's I guess it's like a it's like a um, it's kind of like the um deep blue sea. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. So I'm sure that you're very excited about this. <laughs> I have been waiting for this movie for years. <laughs> literal years. They teased with a bunch of like photoshopped sharks in interesting places like riding a wave into a surfer um like the end of this trailer with the huge shark coming up and the boat right uh, like on this other plane i have like been so stoked i have seen terrible terrible megalodon movies i own a few of them i love megalodon movies so i'm really excited about this and this one got like a really big budget 
So it's going to be really interesting. though. Like, it has so many people in it. Like, there's so many big names in this film. And it just, to me, just doesn't make sense. Like, (laughs) why? It's basically like, it's basically a sci-fi movie that was... (laughs) That's going to be shown in theaters just, with better CGI, maybe. It's just very strange. I'm sure the CGI will be good. What I saw looked fine. Like, it looked yeah. totally fine. Uh, Rain Wilson doing the Rain Wilson thing. Uh, you know, I chuckled a little bit. I enjoy him. Uh, I feel like it knows, from the trailer, I feel like it knows exactly what kind of movie it is. And it just is running with it. I don't know. I can't tell. Because sometimes it seems very serious and sometimes it seems very hokey. I think I, it takes itself seriously, at least some no of the way. time. Have you, have you read or do you know about the novel? I have not read the novel. I don't even know what the novel's called. I'm pretty sure it's not called The Meg, is it? Because that sucks. I mean, this title's horrible. <laughs> um, I know that, like... Meg is kind of a title that has been flown like thrown around a lot. I, I think that they were always planning on calling it like some form of megalodon. Mm. I got Tony a megalodon tooth once. They're so cool. He really wanted one. He asked me for one for They're like expensive. two years before I bought him one for Christmas one year. He was so excited. He carries it around and shows people. <laughs> There's like a place in California where you can like pay to go and like dig up megalodon really? teeth i would do it oh you'll have to tell money. me about that because tony would totally dig on that yeah um so anyway more about this movie ruby rose is in it and i <laughs> mm-hmm. fucking love her she's amazing she disappeared i haven't seen her in a while it hasn't been that long she does a lot of different things she doesn't just act she also djs and models there you go i knew she was a model i am i'm not a huge fan of her as an actress but i feel like she, this is like a fine thing for her Excuse me? You're not yeah. a fan of her? As an actress. Are you she's f- gorgeous. Are you a fan of her when you look at her face and she's fucking amazing? I just said she's, she's, gorgeous. she's gorgeous. She looks like if Justin Bieber was a lady. <laughs> You're not wrong about that. <laughs> she's a babe. She's a total babe, though. I love her. No, I love... I think she's a great actress. I really liked her when she... I thought she did a really good job on uh, Orange is the New Black. Oh, yeah. she. I mean, she was great in that, but that yeah. was kind of like our first exposure to her. I think I saw her in another thing that I was like, Meh. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like this is going to be one of those things like that she's great in. Yeah. Oh, I think it looks fine. I'm, I'm, this is your thing. I'm stoked on it's it. It's not really my thing, but I we'll will. We'll talk about it August 10th. I will August totally 11th. watch it for you. Thanks, you're, babe. You're welcome, dude. <laughs> All right. Anything else to talk about with this movie? I do not think so, though I'm going to see it. That's it. Cool beans. All right. Fuck, did I just say cool beans? I hate that. Sorry. You did. Ugh. Leaving it in. What do you mean, leaving it in? You're not you an editor. You can't edit I it can out. I can do whatever the fuck I want. I'm just going to keep bringing it up throughout the entire episode. <laughs> so if you edit it out, it'll just be a waste of time. You're such an asshole. Because I'll just be like, hey, remember at the beginning of the episode when you said cool beans? <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh you're so evil i love it when did you become evil i'm just picking a few things up <laughs> oh, it's like, are you picking them up from me that seems like an amy thing yeah <laughs> oh. well damn it carly just introduce the first movie let's get a move on here uh, all right we'll start with our first movie and here is uh zana to introduce our first film hey there final girls it's Zana from seattle calling to request if you haven't done it already, Asmodexia, 
I may or may not be saying that right. Don't ask me to spell it. But it's a Spanish language film from maybe 2014. When I saw it, it was streaming on probably Netflix, maybe Prime. And I thought it was really fabulous. It's kind of scary. It's real weird. And just love it. I <laughs> would love to hear you guys talk about it, see what you think about it. Anyways, this was a terrible voicemail. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Bye. All right. So we are talking about Asmodexia from 2014, directed by Mark Carete. Is that Caretti? Carete? Huh? Your guess is as good as mine. I think we already cool. had this discussion last episode, and we decided it was karate. <laughs> Written by Mark Karate and Mike Hostinch. <laughs> totally not his name. <laughs> it's not karate, guys. Uh, the IMDb summary is, Four days in the lives of an exorcist, Eloy Palma, and his granddaughter, Alba, working in the Barcelona area. I mean, I don't think it's Barcelona. I'm pretty sure it's Mexico. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Right? Well, we just watched The Fright Logic on this. By the way, you guys, Modern Horrors did a Fright Logic on Asmodexia, and you can watch it. It's on YouTube. It's very good. Their Fright Logics are fantastic. It's the total opposite of their podcast. It's very, like, (laughs) produced and, uh, you know, there's a script. There's, like, you know... Research. Jacob did a great job doing research. It's fan- and Luke did I mean, a great job reading it. Honestly, it's really, really good. Their fright logics are really, really good. I know a lot of work goes into those, and they don't do them that that many of them. But they, I mean, I really wish they did more. I know it probably takes a really long time and a lot of work. Uh, anyway, so kudos to them. So they said it was in Mexico. So it's not Barcelona. It's Mexico. I know this IMDb summary sucks. Um. So anyway. Uh, Xana requested this film. I was not sure what to expect. I, I Xana's a new listener. I, I haven't built a relationship with her yet. Although I'm because Although we have misspelled or misset her name many a time. Xanalopolwood. Xanapolwood? Xanapolwood. <laughs> <laughs> um... So I wasn't quite sure what to expect from this. Um, you know, a lot of people at this point in time are like, You've seen one exorcism movie. You've seen them all. Um, you know, with the exception of Exorcist 3, perhaps. Um, so this movie is, well, it's not the best film. It's not. Um, there's a lot of flaws here. I do appreciate and became more and more appreciative throughout the film on how creative and different it was. Because in my head, I'm always thinking when I'm watching an exorcism movie, what happens if this spreads? What happens if exorcism is everywhere? What happens when it gets out? Because all we see is one person that has it and then they die. And it's boring. I'm sorry. It just is. Like, after a few movies like that, we need more things. So... Totally. This really touches on that and even takes it to an even further level. Um, I... And I really like that. I love the idea behind this movie. The movie itself is not awesome. Uh, not a lot is explained. Uh, and I, it might be a language issue or it might just be an editing issue where there's just maybe too much cut out. Um, they over explain things through dialogue, but it's very quick. And then mm-hmm. if you miss something, you're fucked. So yeah. It's kind of, it's a difficult story, and I don't know that they do the greatest 
job of explaining the history of these characters. I definitely agree. I felt confused through a lot of it. Yeah, me too. Um, but I was very, I was very interested in what in what was happening. But I, I think that you're right. I think that either I missed something or it just wasn't explained enough. And I, I usually don't have a problem with like under explaining, but this, like, I really just didn't have any idea what was going on. Yeah. So, I mean, basically the plot is there is a young woman and her grandfather and they are exorcists, basically. They live in a van, I think. <laughs> well, they do at one point and then they don't anymore and we don't know why. Um, <laughs> and they just travel from place to place, don't know how they know where to go because they don't have a phone or anything. Uh, they just travel from place to place and perform these exorcisms. We don't really see them doing much of the exorcisms. Um a lot of it's just them kind of walking and talking. They, yeah, they talk to the people. They go in and they say, get out. And then that's it. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of like those little things. But then there's also uh, a cop woman and a hippie guy. And there's like this whole community of people that used to belong to this church of sorts. Um that have all kind of separated and gone their separate ways. So the grandpa was the head of the church and uh, the cop was part of the church and the hippie guy was part of the church. Now the church wasn't actually a church of God. It was a church of this event that was supposed to happen. That is um, that was written in the Bible to happen where the, the, you know, life as we knew it was going to end and a, and a new life was going to be reborn. So, uh, they were kind of a church based on the new part of the world. And, you know, come to find out, the the granddaughter is basically, I don't want to say she's like the second coming of, of Satan or the first coming of Satan, I guess. Um, she is the, but she's the one that brings the worlds together. Like there's this parallel universe of evil or something uh the cops trying to stop it the hippie guys i don't know doing his hippie guy thing i, I don't <laughs> really know what the, i'm not sure what the point of his character is <laughs> um and then i don't know cop's sister is in a uh hospital it, 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 the, the characters don't quite connect the way i need them to and nothing's really explained enough that i could even explain it to someone else in a way that makes sense but there are a lot of people getting possessed and there is like a new coming of a new something and that she is the leader and they they don't tell you that at the beginning that's a spoiler right. obviously but the, like the whole movie you think they're religious you know like the they're really for God and all that stuff, but you've come to find out they're not. They're really for the second coming of whatever it is. Um, so, I mean, I I really did appreciate the new ideas thrown here. Same. It was refreshing and it wasn't, it was nice that it wasn't just another exorcism movie. Because yeah. you're right, they're very formulaic. They're very, they're the same. It's the same story no matter who it is and how you try to tell it. Right. Um, some things I really didn't understand. I didn't understand why Alba, the the granddaughter, was so sickly looking. Like, I guess she was dead because she got shot. And he said, you can't kill what's already dead. Um, 
I didn't really get that. I don't know how she became that. Was she born that way? Maybe she was born that way. I, I We don't have that kind of backstory here. And I think that the story really warrants that you need more meat uh, to the story to really understand what the hell's happening. Like, eh. I think there ne- there could have been less of a surprise at the end and more meat to the story instead. They spend so much time shielding you from the truth and then they try to f- fill in all the blanks at the end. It's just too little too late, really, um, unfortunately. But here's the thing. We spend so much money remaking films that are already loved and fantastic. Why are we remaking movies like this? Movies that really have a great idea and need like fleshing out and, and help. Totally. It just need a little hand. bit more love, a little bit more care, yeah. a little bit more to expand on this. Because this is, I agree with you. This is a really smart, cool, refreshing idea. And like every, like we're here in America, we're remaking foreign films all the time. Like yeah. someone needs to grab this one. I, I would love to see a remake of this film. And I mean, I know that we're remaking already good movies because people already know those names and they're going right. to see them again. And But I really wish that there was a group of directors that would just start taking movies that have promise you know, and and take the people who made them and guide them and help make a better movie, make a better version of the movie. Um, totally. This would have been a great, a great candidate for that. I'm glad I watched it. I think it's a great suggestion. Um, I'm glad it exists. I just wish it was stronger. Uh, I, w- I don't know that I would recommend this to people too much. I mean, for fans of the genre, I think it's worth watching. For um, sure. There's some really good stuff here. It's just not connected in a way that that works very well, unfortunately. No, and I'm super grateful for the recommendation because I never, ever would have. I've never even found heard this of movie this. <laughs> exactly. When you sent me the fright logic for this, I was like, "Really? They did a fright <laughs> logic on this movie? Okay, that's cool." Um, I don't know. I was like, "Oh, this movie was on Netflix." <laughs> <laughs> Cool. But there is, there's a lot of good symbolism. There's a lot of good stuff. It's just, I just wish they, at first I was like, maybe it's a language barrier, but I really don't think it was. I think it was just a writing slash editing issue. I'm really glad that you felt that way too, because I could have sworn that I missed something. And I was like, well, Maybe it's just because, like, I missed something with the subtitles, but I know you're, like, you do subtitles all the time. I do. Even on, regu- like, even on English movies. Yeah. So I was like, well, Amy will be able to explain it to me if I just, like, totally missed the huge point or whatever. I so. mean, I did rewind a couple times because I would, t- I would write a note, and so I would look down and miss something, and so I yeah. would rewind and watch that part again. Um it's harder for me to write notes when it's a foreign language film. I either have to pause totally. or I end up rewinding a lot of the time. Um, and I did that a lot with this movie. But that just means I watch certain scenes more than once. And um, I don't know. It didn't really help. The, the end, they really do try to tie everything together. And some of it did make sense. Um, but it was just too rushed. I didn't. I didn't have heart to it. You know, you didn't feel for any of the characters because... The only character you feel for ends up being kind of the worst person in the movie. Yeah. Um, Because, again, they try to shield you from the truth so much that they just don't flesh out the characters the way they need to. 
Totally. Also, everything that I'm finding does say that it takes place in Barcelona. Really? Maybe it, yeah. Interesting. I don't know. It was. Does it say where it was filmed on IMDb? I looked. There isn't really a lot of information about it on IMDb. Yeah, I didn't see any trivia or anything. Um. Yeah, but like, I'm just seeing like in Barcelona, this happens like on all these different websites. So mm-hmm. I think it does take place in Barcelona. Maybe. I don't know. I know that they did a lot of. I know that Jacob and Jacob did a lot of research for it. So I don't really doubt that it was Mexico. And someone just read Barcelona on IMDb and stuck with it. Is also a possibility. Toots my goats. <sighs> All right. Are we ready? Hey, remember to when on? you said cool beans at the beginning <sighs> of the episode? Damn it, Carly, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you big jerk. Yes. All right. <laughs> that was my segue into the next. Yeah. Thanks. Situation. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thanks. So smooth. So smooth. So, silky. Thanks so much. <laughs> All right. So uh, Monica wrote in her request. So Carly, will you read Monica's request in Monica's voice, preferably? Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, Monica. No, I want her voice. Like, I want to be thinking that I'm hearing Monica right now. Go. (laughs) You're an actress. This shouldn't be hard for you. Hi, Carly and Amy. I'd like to request that you watch Into the Forest. I'm not sure if you've already reviewed this, but it's worth a chance. Keep up the great work. Wow. Monica. Monica Monica sounds kind of sounds like a jerk. She's very, like, (laughs) forceful. <laughs> She's very matter of fact. Yeah. That's, that's she wants the us character to talk about you this chose movie. for Monica. <laughs> very direct. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> oh, I wish we had more like reading. The, all the other ones are recorded. I'm a little bit upset that that was your last um, acting. That, that's <laughs> I'm reti- and I'm retired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this week's request is Into the Forest from 2015. It's directed and written by Patricia Rosima, and it's based on the novel by Jean or Jean Jean Hegland. It's a woman, not Jean. I don't know. That's how I wanted to say his that. name is Jean. <laughs> totally Hegland. not. Oh my god! I need my glasses. <laughs> After a massive powder out. Ask powder yeah. outage. <laughs> no skiing for you, ladies. <laughs> Sorry. I've had so much caffeine today. <laughs> I really appreciate it. After a massive power outage, two sisters learn to survive on their own in their isolated woodland home. So, Carly, yes. how did you feel about Into the Forest? This isn't really a horror film, but it's um has a lot of horror influence uh there's some scenes that are kind of very similar to horror and has like a horrific feel but it's not it's more of a drama i would say totally yeah um this has actually been on my watch list for a really long time um i never really read into what the movie was about but hot damn i will watch anything with ellen page and evan rachel wood (sighs) i love both of these women so hard kicking ass Um, in this movie by the way yeah holy shit so I was actually really excited because I was like, oh, man, like, yes, now I have to, like, sit down and watch this movie. And I think one of the descriptions that uh, this one's on Amazon, right? Or is this on Hulu? Uh, this is on Amazon. Yeah, the other Amazon. One's on Hulu. Um, it said it was sci-fi. So I kind of was, like, not – like, I was expecting something weird to happen. But I guess, like, the power outage yeah. is the science fiction part. Yes. I don't know. Yes. Um. But I think I could just watch that 
for days with these ladies because they're just they're so amazing to watch. I think so. Did you? So you thought that this was going to be something different, but you enjoyed it anyway. Yeah, I didn't really know what I expected to be honest because I read the summary and I was like, okay, well, this doesn't really sound horror, which is probably why I've never like watched it before. Um, but yeah, I kind of just went with it. I, by the way, I fucking love this movie. I was sucked in almost immediately. I love the characters. I love the writing. I love the story. I really, really love almost everything about this movie. I think it's phenomenal. I really want to read the novel now. Um, This is definitely one of those movies that I was talking about where, like, nothing really gets explained. It's just a story of these two sisters and I loved it. I didn't need an ex. I don't need to know why the power went it's, out. I don't really care. Like got, I'm just watching this happen. We got tragedy. Like mm-hmm. it's just sisterhood tragedy. It's beautiful. The it's relationship sad. was so beautiful. It's um, it's it's heartbreaking and mm-hmm. also heartwarming, and it's powerful. It's a very powerful film, and it sticks with you for a really long time. Like I was thinking about this movie for like days. Um, I really, really, really love this. And I was kind of like, is this maybe like a girl movie? Is this like, you know, because it is very much based in womanhood and uh, mm-hmm. how women react to each other and sisterhood and like emotions and dealing with very feminine issues <laughs> in society. Um, and... I you know so I I asked uh, I asked uh, Modern Horrors if anyone watched it and Jacob ended up watching it um, and he said he really liked it too and that made me happy I'm really happy because you know and I think Mania watched it as yes, well she really Mania liked it loved it too um, you know I I I couldn't see Luke enjoying this film it's just not his bag totally. um, but I'm really stoked that Jacob liked it I um, it's just it's just so good. Uh, it's, it's not even, there's moments where I was on the very edge of my seat. Um, the, here's one thing that's like phenomenal in this movie that this movie does. And I haven't seen in any other movie. It develops anxiety, um, for being a woman that maybe other people don't see. So like Mm -hmm. when they're in the house and they're alone, um, in a lot of horror movies, you're like, okay, something bad's going to happen. And so in this movie, you're like, okay, something bad's going to happen. And even when something bad keeps not happening, keeps not happening, keeps not happening, you still feel anxious and are worried for these characters. Like, you feel their anxiety every time something maybe is going to happen. Totally. Um, it's just really effective um, and really well done. Um I like, you know, answering, trying to answer the door in a deep voice so they think it's the dad, you know, so like, you know, someone's not going to come barging in because a dude's in the house, which is how women think. Like if a dude's in the house and he answers with a deep voice, whoever's there is going to go away if they're going to try to fuck with us. Right. That's legit how I think a lot of the time. Um, I don't even answer my door. Well, I, I think we've either. had this conversation here. We just kind of stand in the corner and freeze until they go away. <laughs> Sometimes right. I'll hide if I'm by a window. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I. No, but legit. I it's mean, so I, weird. Like you don't even think about it, but like 
I won't an- like if I'm home alone. Like if I'm at my parents' house, nobody comes to my house here. But if I'm at my parents' house and I'm alone and someone knocks on the door, I don't answer it. I put up a no soliciting sign. It really helped. I get way less people at my door now. But like I seriously, it's a it's a major issue that a lot of women have, uh, a lot, an anxiety that a lot of women have, and this just really paints a very vivid picture of what that feels like. Yeah. Um, in a way that I've never seen put to film. Um, it, it really concentrates on what it's like to be a woman in a way I've never seen put to film. I, I just could relate to this so much. Um, it's just beautiful. It's really, really beautiful and fantastically done. Like, bravo to these women who created this film. I mean, mostly women characters. There's a couple guys in the movie who also do fantastic jobs. Um... There is a spoiler alert rape scene, uh, which everyone knows is my very least favorite thing. And it's done flawlessly. It's done in a way that like I it's it's heartbreaking and it's horrible. But it's also like the way it's done is like, I don't know, respectful, I guess. It's still violent and heartbreaking, but um, it's concentrated on her and her face and and just how she's feeling in that moment and what mm-hmm. she's dealing with in and that moment the and how it heartbreaking it just breaks her and you f- yeah. and you see it breaking her you know you see her going to a place that she has a really hard time getting out of and it's i don't know there's just there's something about it that's so beautiful and so amazing and i really really recommend it <laughs> a lot and, you know, there, it just sucks you in from the moment, too. The characters are so lovable and, and understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, the sisters are very different, but they still have such a strong bond and love for each other. Um, it's just, I, I, I don't know. I can't say enough good things about it. <laughs> I really can't. I'm obsessed with it. I want to watch it a million more times. <laughs> I'm very, yeah, no, I'm very, uh, I'm very glad that I watched it. And I'm very glad that it was under this circumstance. Um, I don't know. Ellen Page has a quite a few nude scenes. Yeah, her fir- this is her first yeah. movie that she was nude in, too. Going for it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going for it. And th- the thing I find most interesting about the making of this film is Ellen Page was in a bookstore and the woman that worked at the bookstore recommended this book to her. She read it and then immediately wanted to produce this film and just went fucking ahead and did it. Um, it's so funny because when I was watching this movie, it made me want to like start up watching The Handmaid's Tale again. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, oh, man, like her boyfriend is totally Nick in The Handmaid's oh, Tale. Oh, is he? The Handmaid's yeah. Tale looked familiar. Yeah. Oh. I was like, oh, that's crazy you know i re- i watched a few episodes of that movie of that show i didn't watch too much of it and i stopped i read the book a while i read back. the book too i had to stop i think we might have talked about this last year i had to stop watching the show when it came out because i had just finished the book like before the sh- right before the show came out and it was too different that i couldn't appreciate the show for what it was mm. because it was like it was so different like the it was kind of like how ready player one is like the idea of the book without being the book. It was kind of like that, but in like totally different. Like it had that obviously like the basic plot right. of the book, but it was totally different the way that it played out. But it's still really, really good. So I've, I'm I'm watching it again, especially with the new season coming out this month. 
Very it cool. might already be out. I, don't I know. know. I, I probably should catch up. I want to watch it. I think it's a great story. Um, interesting universe that was created. Totally. Um, but yeah, just the, the, the influence on technology is also really interesting in this film. I love how, um, you know, when the power doesn't come back on at first, everyone just thinks eventually the power is going to come back on. Right. And, and the longer it, it, it happened it exacerbates pretty quickly for those in town but because they're so far away from a lot of people they're able to kind of distance themselves from the craziness that's happening um but when they do come into contact with people you can see how affected everyone else is now mm-hmm. the sisters are obviously affected but they're not as affected as as these other people, they're still themselves, you know, these right. other people become almost zombies, I would say, like violent, super violent, because they're all desperate, and they don't know how to, no one's concentrating on being, on surviving, everyone's looking for the fastest answer, so right. the girls are really taking their time, um, learning about the forest, and, and how to survive, and that's really the only way they're able to survive, and st- still be themselves still hold on to a piece of themselves um and when they have each other which is really important true that is very important and when each of them kind of pushes the other one it's true they help they definitely take turns helping each other out yeah and um i don't know i love how nell leaves and like is just like i can't and goes right back like it's it's really it's just so powerful i'm really it's all just so powerful. I've been, I was moved a lot by this film. Like, it really meant a lot to me, Monica. Thank you so much for suggesting it. I didn't even know about this movie. This has not been on my watch list or my radar whatsoever. So, <laughs> uh, maybe Carly would have eventually watched it, but I don't know. I would have eventually. It's like literally been in my queue. Yeah. In my queue. All right. Well, as much as I love it, I don't know that I have much more to say. Uh, Unless anyone wants to hear me say how much I loved it about 500 more (laughs) times. I could totally do that. I don't want to like, I don't want to say too much. I want people just to be able to watch and enjoy. There's some animal cruelty in it. (laughs) We can talk about that. Is it animal cruelty? I mean, if you butcher a pig. It's already dead. I mean, I don't think they killed the pig for the movie. They probably went down to the butcher and got a pig that was already dead and butchered it. Which is happening every day, all day. I mean, it depends on who you are. I mean, as do I, okay, I don't eat pork. I haven't eaten pork since I was 18 years old. I never plan on eating pork ever again. Uh, I love pigs. I think pigs are super wonderful, smart, intelligent animals. However, there are a large group of people in the world that eat pork. Um, It's very true. And it's happening all the time. I, it's, I don't know if it's animal. I don't agree that it's necessarily. There's animal dismemberment. Yes, there is, is definitely <laughs> animal dismemberment. I feel the only reason I'm saying that is I feel a little bit differently about it in this film because I, there's no way it's that like they're meat- literally like hunting to survive. Yes, the, this the scene was important to Ellen Page and was very difficult, and she like learned how to butcher an animal to do that scene, um, which she said was very difficult for her. And um, 
but she it was important to her because it's a big part of the story and it's a, it, it really she's saving her sister's life here she's saving her sister's life by doing this totally um so i i i appreciate it do th- did they need to use a real pig probably not um if I was making this film, I'm sure I would have found a way around that somehow. Um, <laughs> Same. But, but, uh, but I mean... for her for being dedicated, I guess. Pigs get butchered all the time for meat. It's just a fact. If <laughs> It's just the way the world is. Um, I don't know. I guess if you eat pork, why not butcher a pig? There is a place... This is kind of out of out of uh off context a little bit but i know that there's a a place i want to say it's portland just because it sounds like a totally portland type thing but um it's a place where they teach you how to butcher your own meat okay so it's like a butcher shop meat store and they have classes that teach you how to butcher meat um like they'll give you a pig and teach you how to butcher it from it being a pig to it being whatever ham or whatever um and they say that you know a lot of people that take that class just choose not to eat meat anymore because they see what goes into what they're actually eating um that's kind of how i feel about meat uh i don't shame anybody for eating meat i'm not a fan of factory farms at all and uh i choose not to partake in that um but i also I, my, my personal philosophy is if I wouldn't kill it myself, I'm not going to eat it. Like, it's totally. always been like, if I can't kill it myself, I have no right to eat that shit. Yeah. <laughs> if I, no, I, I, if totally I can't feel physically you. kill a cow, I shouldn't eat beef. If I can't physically kill a pig, I shouldn't eat pork. I mean, just, that's my own personal thing. I don't shame anyone else for having their own thing. Um, and I think if, you know, if you're hunting and you're eating what you hunt... I don't I don't really see a problem with it. That's no, you. That's your thing, not my thing. Yeah, exactly. Now if you're doing big game hunting, that's a whole other story and we can talk about that another time. <laughs> if you're just hanging stuff on the wall. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. But in this instance, I mean, I I did have a I don't want to say I didn't have any problems with this scene, but I also understand it. I didn't I mean, I didn't watch it. I don't obviously, I'm not surprised. Obviously. Um, but I did I read about it afterwards, so I didn't that's kind I don't of think I I, I mean it looks very real because it is real, but at the time I didn't know it was real. I didn't I read about it after. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, Of course it's real. That looked very fucking real. <laughs> I was gonna say if that was I mean, I didn't watch it, but like if that was fake kudos to the prop department like (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know um i don't know you could go into any butcher shop and see that happening so i guess it's not i don't know to me it's not as crazy as maybe killing an animal for the film which would be fucking horrible yeah um that's not quite what this is to me no and they don't even show her killing the pig it's no it's implied. just the after yeah. yeah she falls out of the tree that's when i was like all right this is happening <laughs> she totally fell go get out a of drink. the tree <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of funny uh, all right don't shoot when you're in a tree you guys you could fall out it could fall right out 
right. Anything? Oh, one more thing. So Ellen Page and Evan Rachel, Evan Rachel Wood, Wood are are almost 30 when they film this movie and they're playing teenagers and they totally pull it off. <laughs> they totally look super young. How is that possible? They must have some kind of like celebrity secret to looking like you're fucking 15 when you're 30. I mean, I definitely didn't think that they were that young. I legit thought that they were like, I thought that they were like, 18 and 20. I figured Ellen Ray Ellen Page was like 17 and and Evan Rachel Wood was like 19. That's kind of what I thought. So we just thought like one year apart kind oh, of. Is that what I said? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, I said 18 and 20. Oh yeah. Cause like she keeps saying that she's like too old for dancing. I don't feel like I feel like you're too old like not that I mean I know. Um but, like, I used to work with some ballerinas, and I feel like they, like, felt like maybe 25 was kind of, like, yeah, too old. That's, you know? that's a fact. I, I, was so, a, I, I was a dancer for a long time back back in my former former life. <laughs> yeah, so when she kept on saying that she, like, I never really thought about how old they were, but when she kept saying she was, like, too old for dancing, mm. I kind of thought she was, like, in her 20s versus well, in the, a teenager. Well, in the college we went to, there was a dancing conservatory. And mm-hmm. a lot of the dancers I knew were going to school, dancing in the dancing conservatory, and then also doing these other things. I knew Alvin Ailey dancers and everything else. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely, I mean, if you're a really, really, really good dancer, you're dancing professionally at like 16, 17, 18. Totally. Um, so it may, you know, you're you're basically done at 25. It depends yeah. if you're if you're not injured, you could last that long. Yeah. Probably not much after that though. Totally. Yeah. It's sad but true. Yeah. It's hard on you, man. That's it's hard on hurts. your body. I know. I my body's fucked up from it. Yeah. It's really hard <laughs> it's on legit. your body. Like I have back problems and knee problems and ankle mm-hmm. problems. Uh, I have broken toes that never healed quite right. I got a lot of problems <laughs> because of dance, but it's yep. but it was fun and I loved it. And it's beautiful. It is beautiful. All right. Anything else? Are we moving That's on? It. Okay, let's move on. So we had more listener questions, but we're going to save them. We're not going to do them this episode. We'll do them next episode or the episode after. So what is our final segment today, Carly? Amy and Carly answer Reddit questions about exorcism. Okay, so this is the uh, new segment we do where we uh, search Ask Reddit for a specific word that has to do with this episode, and then we answer questions that no one is specifically asking us. So (laughs) I typed in exorcism today, and here's some of the questions I found. By the way, 99% of the questions were, have you ever witnessed an exorcism? Or if you're an atheist, please explain how exorcisms work. Yada, yada, yada. But these are the more comical ones I came across. All right. So, Woodchipper as fuck asks... (laughs) If celebrities were capable of possessing a human soul, which exorcism would be the funniest to watch? To me, this is very simple. Robin Williams. Okay. Like, if Robin Williams possessed somebody, that would be hilarious. Guaranteed. Okay, so I feel like... So, is it, like, have to be a dead celebrity? 
No, I think it's just like if a, I'm just choosing a dead celebrity because I think that that he personally is would be hilarious if he if he was his spirit was in someone else. I think that Prince would be. Oh, that would be a good one too. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Justin likes like, that answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's my answer. you know, I think who else? Who else might be good if they were to possess somebody? Um, I don't know. I'm going to stick I, with I think, my original answer. Yeah, same. Okay. I can't even think of it anymore. It's just, it's got to be it Robin just, Williams like, to me. It clicked with me immediately. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> okay. Six Films asks, I've been involved in three car accidents in one month, all of which weren't my fault. Should I burn some sage? have an exorcism for my car, or find a new mode of transportation. I would say if you've been in three car accidents in one month, they were definitely your fault. Right. And uh, you should probably start taking the bus. Right. Or driving. Or an Uber. Or driving driving classes. classes. Totally. You know, know, independence is important. And depending on where you live, uh, public transportation might be shitty. Uh, Yeah. So maybe try a bicycle. Work your way up. You know, get a very safe car. Maybe not try a bicycle if you've been in three accidents, but I feel like taking a a driving class and in the meantime, just like Uber. (laughs) Yeah, definitely don't ride a motorcycle. No, no. Because you'll be Stay off the road, buddy. Yeah. I don't think sage and exorcisms can can help you. No, you definitely need some kind of- Not your car's uh, fault. Hand holding. Unless someone cut your brakes, it's not your car's fault. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. Why are there so many The Exorcisms of So-and-So Person movies? Because they can't figure out a better thing to name them. Because if one works, then the rest will too. Exactly. If one is popular, people will see the other ones. That's just the way it works. (laughs) It's true. They think that if they connect it with a human's name people will be more likely to believe that it's based on a true story. Ah, good point. And we'll go see it. Good point, right? Carly. Yep. That's the also a big part of work. it. <laughs> we cracked the code. Boom. Uh, Silver Illusion asks, can any of you tell me any good psychological horror thriller or some paranormal demon exorcism movies to watch? Exorcist 3. Exorcist 3 is good. Um, mm, I mean, the Conjuring movies are pretty good. If we go further into the past, uh, I would say The Changeling is a good paranormal mm. movie. Um, I don't know. Any other ones? I mean, there's a billion of them. There are a billion there's of them. There's a billion I of mean, them and a billion good ones. And now I'm, those are the three that are coming to mind right now. Okay. So I don't know. I don't think this movie was like particularly super good, but what, but I liked the idea of it. What was the one where it was like, Grandma has Alzheimer's, but she's actually possessed by a demon. Oh, The Taking of Deborah Logan? That one. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I like the idea of that one. I heard the sequel was good. I never watched it, though. Oh, I never. I didn't even know there was a sequel. Yeah. I also like The Last Exorcism. I know that you're not crazy about it. And there's, it's definitely flawed, but I do enjoy that movie. It's fun to watch. I don't even remember it. Which one was that? That's the one we watched. It was like, um... It was like a, um, 
found footage film and it's like a guy that's like he's an exorcist but he's a total fake oh gotcha yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He, like debunks all the yeah, yeah. oh and okay. you know what else um the god why can't i think of the name of it the awakening fantastic paranormal film we watched that one for the show too carly did you forget what that one was apparently the t- the it takes place a long time ago and it's like the 20s and a woman debunks uh ghosts oh yes yes yeah. no i did like that movie yeah yes i remember there's some that we recommend there you go all right made in 1992 wait, wait. this is oh. my favorite one by the way <laughs> try not to <laughs> laugh when you're reading it okay i've never read this one before guys so this is all brand new to me When I was younger, my friend told me a story about how her mother went to a village in Brazil. Her mother is very, very religious and performed exorcisms for people. She went to this village to exercise a greyhound that would get up at exactly 12 a.m., walk on its hind legs, and then would knock with its paw on the owner's door until they woke up. Once the owners would open the door, the dog would open its mouth and would start to speak what they thought was Latin. Because of the story, I now have a very severe fear of greyhounds. So I was wondering if there are any other traumatizing stories you've heard that have given you a fear of something. <laughs> what? Jeez Louise. Is this real? This person has a fear of greyhounds. Because they believed the bullshit story that their friend their told friend them. Their friend was just fucking with them. Their younger friend was probably a little kid who was also a liar and just made up crazy stories about their mother. The greyhound would get up on its hind legs at exactly 12 a.m. and would knock with its paw on the owner's door. This person took has taken that story with them through childhood, through adulthood, and they believe it still. I that's just mirac- I read that mir- and I just cried. I thought it was so it funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. I still think it's really funny. It is hilarious. I would like to see some of the comments. Of this, oh, of you know this what? Thread. I didn't read them. I probably should have. Um, so anyway, the real question is: What are some traumatizing stories you've heard that you that have given you a fear of something? I have a fake one and a real one. So okay, uh, go while I think of one, one is a fake story. It's an urban legend that everyone knows. When I was little, my cousin told me the story about you know the dog that licks your hand when you put your hand down, and then you know it wasn't. It didn't end up being the dog. It was like some dude. Oh, that, oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. So like that one freaked me out for a long time. I had trouble hanging feet or arms off of the side of the bed. I still don't love doing it. I do hang mm-hmm. my feet off the side of the bed actually kind of often because my feet get hot. But um, yeah, that one that one stuck with me for probably a very long, probably a little too long, <laughs> a little longer than I'd care yeah, to admit. Oh, yeah, a little longer than I should have. Um, <laughs> and then some real stories. I had a um, this might also be bullshit because this person uh used to fuck with me a lot. Um, but this person told me a story about um, uh, it was in Long Island and it was like kind of far, uh, you know very far away from new york city long island the very end of the fork long island um there's a lot of old houses out there and a lot of people leave their houses for the winter so this person lived there and their parents agreed to watch 
one of the houses for the winter. So uh, my friend and his sister used to go in and um, and kind of just, you know, hang out in the house. It's this really cool old abandoned house. Um, historic house. And I guess uh, they, they there was some clothes in some of the closets and they noticed if they moved the clothes, the clothes ended up back where they were the next time they went in there. And that really freaked me out really bad. <laughs> Interesting. It seemed very convincing when they told me. Who knows if it's true or not, but I still was like, that's fucked up. There was other stories too, but I don't know why. But the dress, moving the dress and the dress always ending up in the other closet uh, freaked me out. I think the only story that I've heard that's traumatizing are like stories of like spiders burrowing into people's ears oh. or people's pores oh, you're or something real like that. Here. You're getting real. Yeah, because I don't have any that are like supernatural because I've always been like one of those crazy people that if like I hear about something supernatural, I like want to explore it. It like just makes me super curious. Oh. Whereas like that legitimately plays on my severe arachnophobia and so (laughs) like it will haunt me probably now tonight because i just talked about it yeah yeah spiders don't belong in ears get out of there spiders yeah no thank you how many spiders do you think are in your ear right now carly zero because i've got headphones on (laughs) (laughs) or are they just trapped in there because you have headphones out I actually, it's actually funny. One of my uh, friends posted a video on Facebook today of a spider in an ear, but it was like one of those really adorable spiders. So while it was still super freaky, it was like kind of hiding and then it was like kind of crawling out like like the person like pulls the ear down like so that it was like a straight passageway. No. But it was so like, I don't know, like obviously it's still scary, but it was like one of those really cute little spiders that are like, hello, The furry ones with the big eyes? With the big eyes, yeah. Little puppy spiders. Yeah, like it looked like a CGI spider, but it was obviously real. So you're cool with like puppy dog spiders, but not like scary spiders. I'm cool with puppy dog spiders if I like see them in a video on my computer screen. (laughs) Okay. But... If I, like, was just in my house and one of those things were just hanging out, I don't think that I would be cool with that. That's fair. I mean, that's fair. Totally fair. Same thing with, like, tarantulas. If a tarantula's, like, in a in a cage or in a cage, in, like, a terrarium or whatever, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. If I were to, like, be in my house and uh, there was a freaking tarantula on the wall, we'd have some problems. You want to hear a scary spider story? Not really. I'm going to tell you one. Okay, so it was my first time in Hawaii ever. I was dating my husband. We were not married yet. Um, And he took me back home. He's from Hawaii. And his mom has a farm, so she has, like, a truck. And we were borrowing her truck. So it's this old beater truck, and we're driving down the road. And, you know, roads in Hawaii, they are long and kind of desolate sometimes. And... um, And we're just talking and hanging out, and all of a sudden, I look over, and right on my window, my passenger window, is a cane spider. Um, I don't know what a cane spider is at the time because I'd never seen one or heard of one before. But cane spiders are very, very, very large spiders. They are not poisonous and they're totally fine, uh, but they're huge and scary. Um, So, (laughs) Holy shit, I just Googled it. A huntsman spider. Yeah. So it was on the window right next to my head. Um, 
So I screamed and basically like kind of jumped on Tony's lap, but like pretty much jumped on Tony's lap and was like, pull over, pull over, pull over. You have to pull over. I climbed over him to get out on his side and made him like look through the whole truck to find this thing. He couldn't fucking find it. <gasps> he couldn't oh find God. it. I think we spent like 10 minutes on the side of the road and he was like looking for this thing. Um, and he made me get back in the car. No freaking way. And we never saw it again. And we just never saw it again. Was it inside on your, like on the inside of the car? It might've been on the outside and I just freaked out so much that I thought it gotcha. was on the inside, but we were moving pretty fast. I don't know how it could have done that. I mean, maybe yeah. it's like got sticky legs, so it's able to do that. Um, I don't know. It scared the fucking crap out of me though. So definitely like not as intense as a huge cane spider. Yeah. But one time, this is like back in back in our purchase days, Kenny and I were driving to Dunkin' Donuts and it was like on like, it just got nice out. It was like spring and we were, it was nighttime. We were driving. We were probably listening to like Taking Back Sunday or something and like singing along. And I turn to look and there's a spider on the outside of the window, but my windows rolled down. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And so like, I start freaking out and I'm I roll I start rolling up my window at the same exact time that the spider starts like quickly crawling up the window. So it was like one of those things where it was like a race of like is my window going to close or is the spider going to get in the car and I just like burst into tears and I was just like it was like the scariest like oh my gosh like what's going to happen and it wasn't even like a huge spider like I'm totally just an idiot but I like we got to Dunkin' Donuts and I'm just like my eyes are bright red because I was just crying like it was a disaster oh my god I didn't realize you were that afraid of spiders I I, yeah it's bad I'm it's it's gotten better like I will I'm able to like I'm sorry if I there's any spider lovers in here but I definitely will smush spiders when I see them um not daddy long legs one. They have to be like the ugly pointy ones that I like don't have the stomach to like bring outside. I can't take spiders. They're, they're just so scary I'm to me. Not, I'm not super afraid of spiders, but I don't like them in my living environment. So mm-hmm. I usually just yell for Tony and I think he kills them. I don't think he brings them outside. There are so many spiders in our yard, though. I mean, we have a very large garden, so there's spiders everywhere. And during the summer, we get some really large, crunchy ones. Um, oh, God. Every once in a while, so I'll scary. see a black widow, too, which is kind of cool. Um, they're beautiful. They are beautiful. If there's, like, glass in between me and the black widow, it's fine. But I am, like... I mean, a black widow doesn't move fast enough that it can hurt me if I know where it is. Here's the thing about spiders. Most of them... If you know they're there, you can just enjoy watching them, especially if they're spinning webs and stuff. I love watching that. Um, the spinning webs is like outside. Yeah. And they're, as long as they stay where they belong. Yeah. <laughs> great. Yeah. I like watching them outside. If they're in my, Don't house, come into I get, my house, I have a problem with that. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Okay. We can be done talking about spiders now. That was good. Okay. <laughs> is there anything you need to report? Um... Other than Monster Palooza this weekend. Woo-hoo! Yeah, we have Monster 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 Palooza. Monster Palooza. If you are hearing by the time you're hearing this, we're probably already done with Monster Palooza. Um, but uh check us out on Instagram. Uh, we're gonna have some special live videos, lots and lots of pictures. Um, it's gonna be a, a jolly good time. We're 
we're going to be having a, f- a fun time this weekend. I'm excited. And Carly's going to take indeed. me out to some cool L.A. stuff. I am. I'm very excited about it. I've thought about it a lot. We're going to have a great time. We're going to have some great fun pictures and videos, I'm sure, to share with all of you. Fantastic. So next week, (laughs) we are doing films that are brutal. You're terrifying. Some I'm terrified films. about this. Are you really? <laughs> you should be a little bit terrified. Um, so we decided we're going to have our our brutality week of listener request month, kicking it off uh, with cat with black cats. One of very many requests. Uh, Antichrist. Um, a lot of people are familiar with this film. It has it's got quite a. Some notoriety attached to it. Uh, it's it's on the subscription services for Sundance and Filmstruck. If you have those, you can watch it there. Otherwise, you can rent it on Amazon or iTunes or whatever for two ninety nine. Um, and then we're also going to be doing the Korean film I Saw the Devil, which was requested by Armando as well as a couple of our other listeners. I think, um, I think that so one's too. that one's streaming on Hulu and Shutter. Ah. Uh, It's going to be awesome. I actually think Monica also requested I Saw the Devil. So she gets both her movies. Huzzah! Lucky for her. Okay, so that's it for today. Until next week, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Bye! Bye. Cool beans! Final Girls Horrorcast is sponsored by Elizabeth, Mikey H, Nick B, Black Cat, Miss Tab, and the OT Gourmet Geek. We are available to stream on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Tuned In, and pretty much anywhere else that you can stream a podcast. We are also very active on social media, so please interact with us. You can find us on Twitter at Final Girls HC and Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Final Girls Horrorcast. We also invite you to join our Final Girls discussion group on Facebook. You can find the link on our homepage.